I want to extend a mazal tov to Rebecca Storm, who's marking her becoming bat mitzvah and the little minion. Her parents, Sherry and Adam, have brought her on Shabbat to our congregation since she was a baby. And it is such a wonderful moment for a congregation when a shul kid steps up into that community. And of course, as parents, they know the words that are read this week in the regular cycle of Pirkei Avot. They know these words to be true. Lo ligmor, ben chorin mimena. Rabbi Tarfon says, it's not upon you to finish the work, but neither are you free to desist from it. And this is true in all areas of life. I'm grateful to you who have come today. It's a significant moment for me and for our family after three decades of service here at Beth Tzedek. Whether you're somebody who comes regularly or you come for a Yortzeit, whether you come on person or in Zoom, it's just good to be together. And I want to thank many of you who have trusted me at times of great personal significance. I feel privileged to have walked with you, to have helped to carry your sorrows and celebrate your smachot, as Rabbi Wernick said in the blessing to me. In today's Torah reading, we read at the very beginning, Alpi Adonai Yachanu Alpi Adonai Yisau Et Mishmeret Adonai Shamaru Alpi Adonai Biyad Moshe. Notice how many times the word for God is mentioned, the name for God. On a sign for the eternal, they made camp. On a sign from the eternal, they broke camp. They observed the mandate of the eternal at the bidding of the eternal through Moshe. So we've been on this march. And whether it's the ritual and educational leaders, the administrative and the office staff, the maintenance staff, they're all part of us. And it's been a special pleasure to have worked with the senior leadership team over these past years and to really have close and supportive relationships with all of them. You may have noticed in this very long, complicated Torah reading, the tasks for which the tribe or the family clan of Gershon, what they were responsible for. Zot avodat mishpachot gershuni la'avod ulmasa. This is the duty, or these are the duties of the Gershon clans, to labor and to carry. And they shall perform that service on the orders from Aaron and his sons, and they shall be responsible for attending to all of the porterage. A colleague of mine, Zohar Atkins, notes that the transportation of holy objects is a sacred task. If UPS were delivering sanctuary material, that delivery would be more than just heavy lifting. 
Do you remember how much we depended on delivery services in the initial, middle, and even toward the end of COVID service, COVID, the COVID period, and how many of us still today depend on those deliveries? Well, transporting the holy is not a grunt occupation. It's really more like a front office position. And the Gershon clan, who bore the burden of the sanctuary, they had to break down, carry, and reassemble the holy. That's a challenge, because they didn't, they're not supposed to allow their tasks to become routine. They're going to repeat this throughout the wilderness journey, but they have to find a way to renew the glory and the allure of the Mikdash, of the Mishkan. Maybe that's why the Gershon clan was giving this task, because the word Ger means a stranger, and they're challenged to bring a certain amount of strangeness, a sense of newness to their tasks. They're challenged to take the stuff of this world, the cloths of the Mishkan, the tent of meeting with its covering, the covering of tachash skin, the hangings of the enclosure, the screen at the entrance of the gate, the cords and the altar, and all their service equipment, and all their accessories. And they're supposed to make this stuff, the material culture, into Kodesh. After the sanctuary was constructed and dedicated, the Kohanim were supposed to ascend to kindle the menorah. And the Torah tells us in the beginning of next week's Torah portion, it's a reveal, Vayas kein Aaron el mul kasher Moshe. That Aaron did that. He mounted the lamps at the front of the lampstand as Hashem, as the Eternal, had commanded Moshe. Every day, he had to follow the instructions of Moshe to renew the light and to renew the Kohanim, to renew all of their commitments. I want you to think of all the things that we do regularly that we don't think much about and that we do without a lot of intention. Whether it's the dishes or if you have a kid. You remember when you had a child? You have to go back some of you a ways and some of you are not yet there. You'd get like the first few weeks you were really excited if they would poop. That fades fast. You were really excited when they first could ride a bike. And then they ride bikes. We take the unusual, the first, and we're really excited. And then it becomes normal. Hi, Kira. Kira. You want to come up and say hi? It's okay. 
So I want to say that we're all challenged. How do you take what you do all the time and make it something special? And that requires a lot of attention. I am so pleased to do this with my granddaughter because I used to do this with Rafi and Amir. You want to stay with me for a little bit? Look at all those people. So the word naso is used in the Torah portion to indicate counting. It also is the verb for marriage. It's for lifting and for carrying. So you came at right the right time. Transporting uplifting and carrying a community is also a sacred task. And that's why the leaders of a community were called the clay kodesh, because they were actually the implements, the instruments of holiness. I've been privileged to carry the Degel, the flag for Beth Tzedek, with pride for many years. I've promoted both tradition and innovation, distinctiveness and inclusion, intellectual learning and spiritual contemplation, programmatic excellence and personal concern. But I want to say it's not easy. In next week's Torah portion, Moshe says, Lo uchal ani levadi laset et ha'am hazeh, ki chaved mimeni. I can't carry all the people myself. It's too much for me. Leading, carrying a community is not easy and requires special dedication. Rav Steve and I were talking about it just this week. It's not easy for a rabbi to be married, the word naso, to a community, to carry its burdens, again the word naso, to uplift it, again the word naso, and to maintain engagement and to renew vitality and vision. I was able to do that here at Beth Sedek because of the leaders and because of our members who walked with me and shared that load. And I feel truly blessed to have had those relationships for these 30 years. And I hope that they will continue on a personal level, even though I'll no longer have a formal active role at Beth Zedek. My family has shared the role their love has brought me much joy, and they've shared their personal time with our community. Josette has journeyed with me through life's wilderness for many years, from high school to marriage, through academic studies and rabbinical service, and from congregational life in the States to here at Beth Zedek. And as Moshe said, long long ago, in words that I actually said to the Board of Trustees when I was coming. 
Ivanenu Uvinotenu. We have come and we will travel with our young and our old. Four years ago, when I turned my responsibilities over to Rabbi Wernick and to the other Clay Kodesh and to the fine leadership, I felt a change in myself, a lightening of the load. Even though I was still involved in teaching and counseling, sharing powerful and poignant moments of people's personal lives, the burden and obligations of the other tasks of a senior rabbi, which are many, was lifted from me, and I was pleased to give them to Rav Steve. And I was able to serve you for many years because of a sense of covenantal love that I spoke about last night. Part of what makes a responsibility easier is love. That's true of marriage, of raising children, of caring for parents and others. It makes what we're doing meaningful. And it's also true for constructing a community. You're all familiar with the Kohanic blessing that appears in the Torah reading this week. And when the Kohanim link God's name with the people of Israel, then God promises to bless them. When the Kohanim ascend to bless, they share some of that covenantal love with the community. And our actions, therefore, build a bridge between the divine and the human. Our actions then empower God and in turn, God gives us blessing. There's a lot to discuss in that theology that requires a lot of reading and talk. But if it's done well, if the energy is right, if the transportation is done properly, if the burdens are carried, if the sacred place is properly assembled, then the love that's offered is reciprocated. And then at the conclusion of the Torah reading from today, and I was privileged to have that aliyah, I didn't realize that Lauren had plotted to give that to me, but he often connects someone's life with the aliyah that they're about to receive. At the conclusion, we read of the kruvim, the cherubim, who faced one another and symbolize the loving relationship between God and the people of Israel. Uvevo Moshe el ohel moed lidaberito, when Moshe went into the tent of meeting to speak with God, vayishma et hakol midaberelav, he would hear the voice addressing him, me'al hakaporet, from above the cover, asher al aron ha'edut, that was on the top of the Ark of the Covenant, mibain shnei ha'kruvim, and it was from between the two kruvim, 
Vayadabere love, and thus God spoke to him. It's my hope and my prayer that you'll continue to hear that voice here at Beth Tzedek as you carry the privileges and the responsibilities of Jewish life into the future. Just remember the wise words of Rabbi Tarfon that every parent should learn, and certainly all of us here. It's not upon you to finish the work, but you are not free to desist from it. And so, in a modification of that British slogan, stay committed and carry on. Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>